2: Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of the Shane Oliver Experience. I have with me tonight the very lovely Ash Wallace of GC Live and AAA Backstage. How are we tonight?
0: Hey, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on.
2: Yeah, no, thank you for coming in. Really appreciate it as well. And um, always interested to know a little bit more about the, uh, not not so much the, well, yeah, the behind the scenes more so of like when, uh, not so much a, a... a musical artist uh playing and stuff like that but just hearing more and more about people that go to watch the shows and you know review them and, and give all the you know the props and stuff like that to the to the local bands and not just local ones as well you you've you also do interstate bands and you do yeah. a, have you done you've have you done any international ones yet
0: um yeah like the Murder.
2: Yeah. That's that's pretty cool That's pretty cool, absolutely mm-hmm. um, So why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself
0: Alright, um, yeah, my name's Ash I'm 19 and I live in Brisbane um, I've only got into the kind of music writing kind of scene this year
1: Yeah
0: um, Which is really weird for me because back in school I was never good at English I failed English class a few times yep. um, So it's really weird for me now riding like most of my days um yeah it's all came to me pretty quickly so the start of this year it all began for me and then over the past few months I've been getting heaps more opportunities um so it's been pretty crazy and here I am now don't really know what I'm doing, but yeah.
2: <laughs> I suppose it's pretty hard to know what you are doing, especially when you do get right into it um, yeah I'm sure like you said, you said you've been so busy um, especially doing a lot more writing like you have as well, so trying yes. to keep up with it all too um, so what what got you into the to the music scene itself like uh, just in general um, what started it off for you
0: it's hard to exactly pinpoint what got me into it, but I do have quite a few of my family members who are in the music business um, as artists and behind the scene. Okay. So um, if anyone has heard of a Gold Coast artist called Dooley, okay. she's my cousin, and her mum and dad, my auntie and uncle, they are really into the management side of stuff. So. Right, right. I lived with them last year when I was briefly in between homes in the Sunshine Coast. So yep. I got to experience a lot of the behind-the-scenes kind of stuff as well.
2: Was was that what gravitated you towards it to begin with? Or like, um, was it more of the... Did you ever think about wanting to play music rather than writing about it or anything like that?
0: Yeah, I've actually always, since I was a kid, wanted to... I can't play an instrument. Unfortunately, I'm not musically talented in that... <laughs> Thing, but I have been singing since I was very young. Okay, but yep. I've never really. I feel like I'm a little bit too shy to start something up. But over the past few months, I I have friends that are like, "Hey Ash, like we really got a jam. Like you really should do something. Um, if you've been singing for so long and everything." So who knows maybe in the future <laughs> maybe in the future <laughs> you'll see me on the other side
2: <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's always cool though cuz like um it, what i've noticed experienced in uh, doing this so far anyways uh, anyone that's been involved in the, the music scene and to some capacity is that they've always they've, they've dabbled in it in some sort of way whether or not they've played an instrument or they've got themselves a singing voice or yeah. whatever it is you know so there's there's always that some sort of uh there's a little bit of a there's a start there somewhere, like there's that that spark of interest that makes you go, oh maybe I can do this or I can give that a try um so is is that how you uh what what sort sorry um what what style of of music was was it was it was, was it more clean style of singing that you so that you do
0: yeah, so as much as I love my hardcore and heavy, <laughs> the music, heavy yep. but um I like to sing more kind of jazzy kind of things like
2: straight up my alley as well <laughs> like I don't have a I don't have a, a a very good screaming voice but I've been told that I have a good singing voice and I was yeah. the same as well like and if I was if I was to sing jazz was the sort of yeah, stuff that I like as well jazz and blues yes.
0: like a lot of like the old Disney films
2: yeah like yeah I don't
0: know if you've heard of um Aristocats
2: The name rings a bell the name Yeah rings a bell
0: like old Disney movies like that those kind of jazzy, bluesy songs, and a, f- a little bit of everything, pretty much. Like, yeah. Just except screaming, because yeah. I can't do that.
2: <laughs> it's insanely hard. Like, the, as much shit as people give about it, saying, oh, it's just screaming, you know, and all that try and do it exactly (laughs) you know like it's just one of those ones where it's a little bit of uh, a tad ignorance behind not knowing exactly the the actual talent behind doing it and not fucking up your voice because it's it's so easy to as well and you you always hear about like the the popular or not the popular but just like more of those those mainstream artists when they like have to cancel a, a tour or a show or something because like oh my throat's a bit sore I don't want to give you the bad yes. I don't want to give you a bad <laughs> a bad performance or whatever and it's like oh man like you should see what some of these other people endure when they do their tours it's I think they're going a little bit harder than you are that's just yes. nitpicking, But, you know <laughs> it's it's that sort of thing like it there's there is a lot of there is a lot of talent behind it as well so it was it was the jazz sort of stuff is is that what you grew up with? Uh, listening to when you were younger?
0: Yeah, I guess that's kind of the first kind of musical things I got into, early mm-hmm. Disney stuff when I was younger. Yeah. But um, also, I listened to a lot of what my mom listened to, so Bob Dylan, Van Morrison, yep. uh, The Eagles. Um,
2: that's a fave of Mumsy's as well,
0: yeah. of, of my <laughs> one,
2: yeah. Uh, what was the other one? Roy Orbison was the other one. Uh, yes. That was that was mom's favorite. I remember we used to sing that shit uh, when we were, uh, on the way to school and stuff like that. You hear on the radio, <laughs> and we'd be we'd be jamming onto that on the way. Um, good old school style, and that's probably yeah. where I got my sort of like interest in the the, the, the cleaner side or like mm-hmm. just that that sort of style of music as well. So it was it's 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 very influential. I yes, think more definitely. than what most people will you know lead on to to tell you sort of thing and especially in that heavier uh, the heavier scene and stuff like that as well. Definitely. Yeah, so so would you say that was that was probably your biggest influence growing up was that's that style?
0: Yeah, so from what my mum listened to and also my uncle he's really into the classic rock and alternative stuff as well. So those yep. two really gave me a massive influence in where my music s- Styles streamed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah.
2: S- so when when did it change? When d- when did well, you decide to go? Oh <laughs> shit! I like this heavy stuff.
0: Well, um, before that happened, I got into a, uh, a weird, typical young teenage girl pop phase. So I I went. I got over that, and then
2: like like short stack sort of thing.
0: Yeah, Kesha, uh,
2: Katy yeah. Perry. Yeah. you
0: know, where I was didn't really have much interest in music really but then around 2012 2013 kind of when um is when my friends in the start of high school were you know coming to me saying ash you have to listen to this kind of thing so you know pierce the veil bring the horizon those kind of older things and then i started going to soundwave for a few years 2013 14 and 15
2: Okay, yeah. Was 2013 the one where it was over two days or was that... Yes. I, I could be wrong, but I, I, know, I know... I'm pretty sure it was 2013 was one of the years I didn't go. I know I went to uh, the one with... the My first one was Nine Inch Nails headlining. I think that was either 2009 or 2010, one or the other. Yeah. Um, But I did go to the... I did go to that one and I went to 2011... 2012 and then 2014 one as well. I went to that too and I think that was Metallica yeah. headlining. Uh, one of those uh, ones as well. Yeah um, Yeah. so and that was, who, who was sort of the, the one, like the bands that you went to go check out the most at those sort of things?
0: So I can't remember exactly who was on which year because yeah. they're kind of all blended together now but um, Slipknot was always a big one for me. Um, yep. One of them was where I first saw Rob Zombie.
2: Uh yeah, I'm pretty sure that was 2014, yeah.
0: Yeah, um, that was, like, the most monumental day of my life because yeah. now Rob Zombie is, like, my favourite artist, um, director, like, all the movies as well. Um, Rob Zombie's a big one for me. Uh, I checked out a lot of smaller bands as well. Um, yeah, Green Day, Slipknot.
2: I remember the year that green day headlined that they had something like a two or a three hour set or something like that yeah
0: it was a little bit all over the place
2: yeah I I (laughs) I kind of I went to go check it out but then I just remember seeing how long they had I'm like how surely people are going to get a little bit over that pretty quickly yeah um
0: it was (laughs) a little bit like that yeah
2: okay so I I, because I didn't stay around to see that that whole one I remember that um yeah, so the the festival life as well, like, was that, how, how much of that was, uh, that you saw uh, sort of uh, influence you from there? Was it, was it sort of just a gradual thing as the more festivals and shows that you went to, it was just something that you got more invested in?
0: Yeah, so festivals aren't typically my scene now. I, if it's a festival, like, I don't know, but festivals are probably more on the second yeah. I think. But um yeah, just as I made new friends and they had all these cool new bands to show me, I was just getting things left and right from people and I was like, hey, this is pretty cool. Yeah. And so it just it started off like, you know, punk and then metal, then death metal, then hardcore, and then all these sub genres. Yeah. There's <laughs> just so many subgenres now. It's it's
2: pretty mental. I can't yeah.
0: keep up and so whenever people say, you know, what kind of music do you listen to? What do you like? I just say pretty much anything in between punk and death metal, whatever lies in between there. I yep. listen to it. I will like it.
2: That, and that's a fair one as well because, like you said, there are so many different blends and genres of uh, and subgenres of all these different types of bands, and they all try to fit into whatever it is. And you know, even it, it gets to the point where they just. Or I wouldn't say class themselves, but like a lot of shows from then on, when they put themselves in that sort of that group, they'll kind of stick together and like you know, yes. which which is it's not so much a bad thing because like when when you're trying to um, get yourself out there, I suppose you want to play with bands that are kind of similar to you, but then again, you want everyone else to be exposed to the different types of stuff, so you don't sort yeah, of pigeonhole totally. yourself. Um, so, what, do you remember what the first, the fir- very first gig was that you went to?
0: I'm not sure if this is the actual first, but I'm pretty sure I saw Hilltop Hoods a long time ago.
2: Yeah, right. Yeah. That's Hilltop a good one.
0: Hilltop Hoods. Um, it, I could be wrong, but that's the first one I remember. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. That cool. no, was pretty good. Like, yeah. I still like Hilltop Hoods now. It's a nice so, change
2: up, you know. Like yeah. it, it's not everybody's <laughs> cup of tea depending on what you do whatever. Exactly. But like, you know, if there's if there's something like that that you enjoy, I think, you know, little who cares. Exactly. Who cares? yeah, exactly. It doesn't matter. Yeah, like I'm I'm pretty sure my yeah, I am th- pretty sure my first gig was Bull of my Valentine Oh at, my god. yeah, at at River Stage <laughs> um with avenge sevenfold and atreyu that was my first wow. one that i saw yeah um right uh, that was when scream aim fire came out like this is shine. right
1: yes yeah.
2: <laughs> i'm not that old i'm not that old but it was like over 10 years ago now um but i i remember that one probably more so because it was the first time i ever got to uh crowd surf as well so i suppose oh, wow. that was that was kind of like one of those oh shit this is heaps of fun yeah um <laughs> and yeah that that year like 2008 for me i just remember going to fucking so many gigs like yeah. it was, and the local back in the day then was the princess theater and there'd be just shows there all the time um and you know cheap shows as well uh it was really good as well to see that they uh did another show there this year which was nice um it was the big four one which had she cries yeah. wolf and stuff. Yeah. Uh, I would uh, I'd like to see more shows being done there, but I'm pretty sure it's owned by some Christian mob now or something like yeah, that. Yeah, isn't um, it
0: pretty hard to book shows in there now? I
2: think I think it's because there's a lot of uh, red tape in terms of uh, like what's the word. Um, Paying paying extra in case of like the damage stuff or whatever it's oh, called, you know. Like yeah. I, I, seriously, I'm drawing a blank <laughs> on what the term is, but you know, like the red tape in terms of yes, like getting yourself played there and stuff. I think was is probably the hardest thing for them to do, uh, but like. It, all age venues all age venues for me I just I I like I want them to be I want them to stay around you know because like that's that's how I got into it I mean that's how you got into it and stuff because there's always shows being 18 plus you know there's always going to be you know Mm -hmm. so it it, wherever they get a chance to get into it early that's where it starts you know um you know like schema festivals coming up as well and they've got one day i think it's i think it's licensed all ages one day and then the second day yeah and then the second day is 18 plus and then under 18s or something like that as well and just that idea where you know they get the chance to see uh these bands and not have to worry about that anxious feeling of oh my god there's people twice my size here i could get uh, you know I could get smashed In the pit yeah. <laughs> Whatever it it, it it happens Like But you know Then there's One less thing That they have to worry about there And not have to feel like You know That they're out of place Um, And that's yeah. And that's how you get to Grow In In that music sense Where You understand The, the the rule, not the, so much the rules, but just like the etiquette and stuff like that. You know, like to be respectful and not yeah. to not to be an asshole to the, to the to the fans and the and the members and the in the audience and stuff as well. You know, keep your hands to yourself you know pick someone down if they stack it that sort of thing and if yeah, there's it's an super ar- yeah and if there's an asshole in the crowd i mean they're not going to last long too anyway so <laughs> it's it, but it's 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 knowing that as well and like the sooner you can sort of expose yourself to that and understand it when you're older and you get into it like say if you if, you, if you're old getting into it older and then you see all this stuff happen and then you know freak out whatever um you're like what's going on you know at least you've got yeah. that understanding already there there and then um, so for now, like it, you were saying before, like things have just taken off for you, yeah this year especially. so how how busy has it gotten for you in 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 like very recently now? Yeah,
0: so um so yeah, I've been working doing writing for GC Live for a few months now, mm-hmm. and then I got into AAA backstage, so I was actually at my cousin Dooley's gig. Few, a while ago, around big sound time,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and Brett Selwood from AAA is friends with the family. Yep. Um. So, we got to talking, and I said, Yeah, you know, like I'm a music journalist for GC Live. And he told me we're actually looking for new writers, especially writers for heavier music. Mm-hmm. Do you want to like come on board? And I said, Yeah, yeah why why not? let's do it. Let's do it. Yep. So, writing for two two things now and then um just started doing some radio interviews for the faction
2: oh yeah the faction
0: yeah faction
2: light or whatever it is yeah yeah yeah, they're cool they're cool
0: yeah and then i started uh uni a month ago so i'm doing entertainment business management so yeah no well
2: (laughs) speak of the devil anyway i got that I, i noticed that in in your 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 music bio uh, yeah. on one of your sites as well and I was actually going to ask about that as well because yeah. you've taken up doing AAA and GC with getting yourself involved in that uh, in that industry side of stuff um, and now you've started studying entertainment management yes. as well. So... Ha- can you tell us a little bit about that for, for my – like because I'm, yeah. I'm interested in knowing a little bit more about it as well because years ago I looked into studying a diploma yeah. in music business back at South – I don't even know if they'd do that still now. Yeah. But uh, but I looked into doing that years and years ago. Um, but I just didn't – I don't know why I didn't do it. I think I just kind of got cold feet or something and then yeah. I got myself a <laughs> full-time job instead. So, you know, life changes, whatever. Of course, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, so what, how's that one going for you? what uh, yeah. Open, uh, yeah
0: yeah it's really good um so basically it's a the degree is like a condensed course so it's only two years so we do like stage management and like talent talent management and professional like communication how to be in the business world kind of thing mm-hmm. and history of entertainment since like 45 1945 and then in the next few like trimesters and stuff like that we'll go like deeper into it and yeah we get we get at jmc academy in south bank we get so many opportunities to work on live events and stuff like that all the time yep and it's really great like everyone there because everyone's passionate about the same thing it's everyone's there for the same reasons yeah everyone just wants to help everyone out and everyone's creative and it's really great I've tried uni a few different times and none of them's worked out but this I think this one's gonna stick
2: so far so good for this one you reckon yeah Yeah. so do you find that with so many people studying essentially to do the same thing as you that there's a feeling of like competitiveness between one another or anything like that
0: I mean, a little bit. When I first came in to the class, when we started, I didn't know so many other people would have so much experience as well yeah, coming right. into it. So that was a little bit daunting. Like, oh, you've done all this for so long. Like, I haven't <laughs> been in here for very long doing much. I'm
2: just dipping my foot in the water right now. <laughs> <like> Jesus Christ.
0: <laughs> yeah. But so at the start, yeah. Yep. But now not so much.
2: And so these uh, this course as well gives you the op- so it, it gives you the opportunity to to do a few things it, What exactly do you want to take away from doing this course right now what do you th- what do you think uh, what's your end game with uh, finishing this course?
0: Well, I don't exactly know what sure, I want to yeah. do because I know that throughout the duration I'm going to have different ideas for what I want to do for what I want to take away from it yep. but Right now, like, I would be interested in artists and talent management
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, and maybe starting a record label. That, okay. That has been kind of the main things that I'd want to do down the f- down the road. Yeah. But, of course, you know, it's life. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs>
2: I mean, I, th- I think the more... Uh, the more everybody gets on as well, and when uh, a lot of life changes happen and stuff like that, it, it, it's not nowadays. It's not so much you know black and white, and it makes yeah. things it can like yeah things get in the way and stuff like that. But your goal right now is to try and get yourself into that uh, for the moment.
0: Yeah, and yeah. of course I s- I still want to keep writing for mm. as you know as long as I can. Yeah. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now.
2: When. When you started doing uh, the the reviews and the write-ups and stuff like that, um, did you feel as if what you were describing about the shows or the artists and stuff like that, because you said earlier that um, you didn't do quite well uh, English in school, <laughs> yeah. um, did you find that to be quite daunting in the sense that Oh, are these people going to take me seriously? Like I didn't even, you know, like in your head, like not, yeah. pe- not many people are going to know it obviously, but like at the time, but you know, you're thinking to yourself, oh shit, like I didn't do so well, you know, back studying for this sort of stuff, you know, like how did I get myself doing yeah. this sort of thing,
0: <laughs> you know? Yeah, at the start I was very wary and mm-hmm. very, you know, self-conscious like every creative is with what they create, you know? Yeah. Um, like when I write something I never reread it like once it gets posted or go back to the page I don't even want to think about it but um yeah at the start I was very iffy about it I didn't know like if it was good enough but after I kind of pushed through that a bit and as more of my articles got published I was getting positive feedback from them and so I felt quite good about myself so I was like yeah I can do this like School, like in in school, it's so different.
2: There, there's a lot of there's a stupid amount of pressure that gets put on you in school to yeah. get that sort of stuff. Because even when I went uh, when I went through and stuff, like there were, it was, you know, you've got to you've got to complete something. You got to do this because yeah. you need a head you need a head start in life and all that crap. It's the same rhetoric every time. Um, <laughs> yes. But like, there's so many people that I know now that you know didn't finish school, but yet, yeah, they're,
0: I dropped out in year eleven. And you know I'm doing quite well for myself now. Like, yeah,
2: that that that's the thing. Like that was it, it was always uh, even I was guilty of it because I thought to myself, no, nah, I got to finish school. I got even though I didn't complete an OP or anything like that, I still got my certificate and all that. But uh, you know, I what that hasn't done shit for me by yeah. getting that certificate. <laughs> it has not done anything. You know, so you look back at it and you think, well, if I had the chance to to go back and 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 work towards something that I was as passionate as I am now uh like because you don't know you don't really know when you're in school like exactly what you want to do and they're trying to tell you that you need to get your best grades to give you the best chance and all this stuff but it's like
0: you're so young and put all that pressure on someone
2: it's not good for your head no
0: (laughs) to think about their whole future ahead of them it's just
2: exactly and I mean you know it, it just it's an unnecessary pressure because like exactly. now like you're doing you're doing stuff that you are really passionate and enjoy yeah. and yet even though there was that stupid amount of pressure for you to do good grades in school mm-hmm. and whatnot you know that would have obviously been a thought in your head while doing yeah. it and now that's passed and you yes. you can do it you know so it, it's 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 a good sign of the times now like that yeah. you know especially with the younger generation coming through and wanting to be a part of it more and work like the work ethic as well is is so it's so different to what it used to be now mm-hmm. um it it's it's a good time to try and get yourself involved in a lot of that too and it's yeah. really awesome to see as well um do, do a lot of your friends and family help support what you do and like your your aspirations and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, definitely. Um my mom has always been like my biggest supporter. Yeah. So, um I lived with her most of my life. So, we've always been really really close and she we're pretty similar like personality and being creative, so she really understands kind of my want to be in the creative fields and not necessarily you know, having like a desk job nine to five, like bringing in the money every week, like, you know. As, as
2: much as it gives you money in your account, <laughs> it might not be good for your head, sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, and that's a, a definite struggle uh, with trying to balance this sort of industry as well as trying to get money because when you yes. first. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> when you first start, when you first start in any in anything like this, is there's there's not much there's not much moolah to start with, obviously. But it's yeah. it's it's <laughs> one of those passions that you enjoy and that you really want to do, and you're going to do it regardless. Exactly. Um, whereas, yeah, getting yourself a desk job or getting yourself a, a Monday to Friday job, you're going to get that pay packet, but you're really going to have time to be able to pursue a lot of the things at a hundred percent yeah you know, like it, it's it's so hard to find that balance these days as well um which can make it yeah it, it makes it a big struggle for a, for a lot of people um with 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 a lot of that too yeah. um do you find it hard to balance a lot of your the, the social life and, and and the gig life as well because i mean yeah. your your job essentially as well is to go and watch yes. these <laughs> bands and stuff but you're working while you do it too but then you've got a you know you've got a social life you've got study to do and you've got work whatever else it is that you that you pursue so I could only imagine that um, trying to balance that is quite a hurdle at the moment
0: yeah it is really hard (laughs) to be honest it's 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 been for me going from doing absolutely nothing like at the start of this year and having so much free time that I didn't know what to do like all my friends were busy I would just sit at home to being busy almost every single day yeah and yeah just trying to make time for people is really hard but it is like really important to me because I yeah it's really important but it is really tricky now
2: yeah it does. Yeah. You know, you're not wrong. I can because I, I totally uh, understand uh, and and can relate to certain extents as well. Like, I mean, I, I I'm trying to do this myself and network and trying to get myself uh, a, a bigger and better audience and stuff to to, to reach out to. Um, and I'm also a dad as well, so yeah. that as well. Like, I I'll put my kid above this any day. It doesn't matter. Yeah. But still, you know, like you you don't stop being a dad so exactly. you've got to you've got to if, you, if there's stuff that you want to do like this and you've, you've just got to work around it you know and yeah. sometimes you just need to give yourself uh, a bit of a, a, a bit of a breather and just you know sit mm. back and realize like yeah. hey, okay I don't need to keep you know hammering myself so much or beating myself up you know I know I've got this and that to do deadlines but like if I keep working at this rate I'm going to be an arsehole to people, <laughs> you know? Like, <laughs> yeah. it, you know, like, you just feel like there's a shorter fuse and you're worried yeah. about that burnout feeling yeah, and stuff. Yeah, it's
0: very easy to get burnt out.
2: Yeah, like yeah, absolutely. Especially
0: being so busy, it's crazy.
2: Yeah. So, and do you travel a lot to interview any of these uh, uh, bands or artists or anything like that, or...?
0: No, not yet. <laughs> not
2: yet, but that's sort It's of
0: also a bit hard for me because I don't drive.
2: Right, yeah. So... I mean, and... Uh, <laughs> I, that's uh, that's not even like I'm not even like if someone tells me that they don't drive these days like it's not even a matter of like oh man how inconvenient it's like
0: yeah you know <laughs> what I'm,
2: it's really fucking expensive to own a car these days it is so that, like that's <laughs>
0: been one of like my top reasons yeah is the money I don't want to pay that much the only
2: the <laughs> only reason why I have one well there's two um is me boy and yes. the fact that I fucking hate public transport. Like, yeah, I used to do it all fair, the time. I used fair. to do it all the time, like, obviously, when I didn't have a car. But as my my first, for, uh, first thought was that, fuck, once I get a car, man, <laughs> like, I don't have to touch – I don't have to sit on a goddamn bus again. I don't have to touch yeah. a train again. But, I mean, there's certain times when you will do it. But, like, they're only, like, sort of one-off sort of instances yeah. nowadays. So, I don't feel so bad having to do it. But if yeah. I had – for me, if I had to do it regularly, I'd, I'd be pretty – frustrated yeah. but then again in those instances that's social anxiety for me you know like I, don't yes. <laughs> I, I get I get over big crowds pretty quickly pretty easily yeah. in certain instances so like any any chance I can to like give myself that option to like you know give yes. myself that escape you know Dri- driving a car is perfect <laughs> you know yeah. so like I can leave whenever I want um yeah. so yeah it, it's it's a very big balance. I can understand that as well. So, yeah. like, and and traveling to interview bands would absolutely be a fucking cool idea as well. You it know? would
0: be. I had a period of time where I was really into Elon Musk, and oh, I, yeah. re- I read his biography, and I said to myself, you know, I would only like get a license and get myself a car if I got a Tesla. <laughs> <laughs> that is the yep. only instance right now that. I would drive
2: Yeah Well because Some of these ones Coming out now anyway Are self-driving ones exactly. So you don't even
0: <laughs> Don't even know. have to do anything <laughs> Get
2: a car to drive And you don't even have to drive <laughs> Yeah See Again 2019 like exactly. it, New fucking age Oh my god <laughs> um, Yeah uh, So With With that idea In mind as well Who is uh, Who's One of the most ex- uh, What? Who's your favourite band At the moment That you've that you are listening to.
0: Um I've been listening to a lot of Trail of Lies, mm-hmm. Bent Life. Uh actually been playing the D's Nuts album oh, on okay. repeat. I actually really like it. I've really? heard a lot of negative reviews. Oh really? Okay. <laughs> I I really I really like it. Um
2: I, can't, I can I I forget how long they've been around for as well. I'm, yeah, again, right? I again I I saw them Again in 2008 as well, True. Uh, and they played with Confession. Yeah. Um, and I, they had an I think uh, an opener that night called Louis Nux. Have you heard of Louis Nux yeah. before? <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that back then, like it would probably would have gone down alright at a crowd. In this year, yeah. sort of thing, yep. but back then, oh man, so many people were just hating on him because oh. it was it was a hardcore show, right? And all these yeah. people came for like the hardcore, and then and like the edge scene back then as well was a little bit like we're here for the
1: mosh, like <laughs> yes. just
2: and <laughs> hip hop dude comes on, and oh, it was it was pretty funny. Um, but yeah, like that was that was the first time I'd seen these nuts, and man, yeah, like that was. The I'm trying to think of what era that was uh, Rep Your Hood True, that's, that's yes. Yeah, that's the one <laughs> Rep Your Hood Fuck, that's old um, yeah. and, But I haven't had a chance to listen to their new stuff yet um, But, you know, like every I think every artist and This is regardless of me listening to it or not um, I think at some point In any artist or band's uh, time frame There's going to be one album or one phase of their of their group life where they get hate You know, their album's crap. It's inevitable. You know, like, I mean, the amount, I remember the amount of hate that Suicide Silence got when they had that one, that self title come out with Eddie. Oh, yeah. And they had the cleans on it and stuff and the, like, yeah, yeah, right? Oh,
0: man, that, yeah, that took me back.
2: Yeah, yeah. And that was, that was pretty, I wouldn't say it's funny, but just like the creativity of trying something different was good. um, But, when you don't take that that criticism uh on board and then just try and shove it back in people's faces saying screw you whatever like you're not gonna you're not gonna go down too well i don't think but if you take it on board and go all right we tried something different you guys don't like it we'll try something different again go back to it you know and then there's instances where a band will completely change their sound like bring me the horizon oh
0: yeah Um, that's like the Biggest one I think of when it comes to, like, fans changing up their styles.
2: Exactly. Um, And, again, I'd seen them same year, 2008, when uh, it was Club 299 in the Valley. I've got to try and remember. It was down where – you know where that – where the Aporto is And stuff like that Down yes. in the middle Yeah uh-huh. it was One of those It was near near there That's where Club 299 okay, Used to be yeah. And that had The Red Shore The Ghost Inside And I Killed It was the Say Goodbye Tour uh, With I yes. Killed the Prom Queen And that was Whatever um, Bring Me The Horizons Album was then Where it was the Stupid hires That they could do And stuff Like mm-hmm. their, their peak yeah. Popularity in terms of That core sound Or whatever Um you know that was that was all right, and then they you could see that they gradually, gradually changed their sound more and more and more, and now they are where they are. Yeah. And um, I I don't th- they they just wanted to take something in their own way, I think. And you know, yeah. they if that's what they're cool with, that's fine. They still have an audience. They've probably lost the hardcore fans, obviously. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but they've gained new fans. But it, it's it's tit for tat. Like it if you. – If you go from one scene to another, that's just how it is. You lose fans, but you gain new ones. Um, I don't think that... There there are certain times when the criticism is valid and then there's times where you could just go, it's not really that important anymore. Like, if you don't like it, just find something else. Because then you get just that negative connotation with all of it. It just makes it a big big hoo-ha. And it's unnecessary because at the end of the day, they're artists. You know they're making exactly. stuff differently, and that's the sort of stuff that you would be, you know, picking up on and yeah. and, and wanting to uh, expose more of as well. Not in like a bad sense by by saying that, but just having having more of a background on certain artists yeah. always help with uh, knowing how they come up with what they do. Because I know each each artist is different, each each uh, band is different with how they write stuff. And you would uh, especially now talking to more of the artists and you know uh, talking more about releases coming out and stuff, you would get to hear a bit more from them yeah, as well, like a bit and, in and depth. do you yeah. have, do you have uh, do you have select questions that you have to ask or can you ask whatever?
0: I can pretty much ask whatever, but if it's like before a release or before a gig, I will have to. Talk about the release or the gig, mm-hmm. but other than that, I can pretty much talk about anything. I can pretty much go down whatever route I want, mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's pretty it's pretty good creative freedom. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. well, that's
2: that that's you know because <laughs> I, I think I talked to the uh, talked about this with V the other the other week as well. Yeah, um, where like you you get uh, uh you know like just isn't uh, off the top like celebrities where they have they get uh, you get like a five ten minute window yes. and then you got to ask like pretty much, like, given questions half the time as well. Yeah. Um, And wondering if that was anything sort of similar to what you would be doing with some of these artists, if you had, like, a certain amount of time or certain questions you had to ask.
0: The time thing is the same. Like, I'll get a 15- or 20-minute window. Mm -hmm. So, other than that, yeah, the questions are pretty much all me. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, how does getting it organised come together? Like, when you have those windows...
0: The actual like interview, yeah, yeah, yeah. So with GC Live, we have our Facebook group, and Shannon Mm -hmm. or Elizabeth posts like who wants to do this. So if I say me, we'll get an email from them, and then the PR, so either like collision course or something. Mm -hmm. So then they'll put us onto their like agent or themselves, and we'll just set it up through email, you know, like 20 minutes, you know, Thursday, the 5th of. June.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Um and then either they'll call me or I'll call them and then it's it's just a really like casual chat pretty much. It doesn't feel like forced or awkward or you know, it doesn't feel weird. It's just like a casual chat. So yeah.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh, no, well that's it's that's pretty easy yeah. to
0: set up, but yeah.
2: That's not too bad. And so you enjoy working with GC as well? Like you said you've only been yeah. on with them for a few months now, was it? Or Yeah
0: the like start i say a few months a few months is like 5 6 now right yeah <laughs> the, the start of the year but um yeah i love it like and from doing that i've met like so many other people like journalists as well mhm that's really cool so you know we get tips from each other and we help each other out et cetera. and yeah i've met like so many amazing people through it so
2: okay loving yeah. it i'm um, Awesome to hear it as well. Yeah. Um, I think we might give ourselves a bit of a breather and we will jam out our next song. I believe we are going to be playing uh, Lost by Rare Words. Yes. Um, do, uh, they're, an, they're an Aussie band. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. Because, I mean, I'm always loving... Uh, finding out more new bands uh, yeah. and especially Aussie bands as well because we always get the exposure from the internationals and stuff like that. Yeah, They're definitely. always big and all <laughs> that. So always being able to shine a spotlight on our on our crew is always awesome. Um, so what uh, what can you tell us about these guys?
0: Uh, well, I saw them a few weeks ago. They played... Um, God, I can't even remember where they played. Um, Black Bear Lodge. Uh,
2: oh, okay. Yeah,
0: so it's kind of like a alt-rock punky Kind of vibe. Yeah. All
2: right. I'm interested. I'm keen to to hear it. All right. Well, we're going to jam this one. We'll be back to you shortly. A nice change up than what I usually get played on on here as well, which is cool. Yeah. Um. And so, when was the first time that you heard of those guys? And is there a plan in the future to interview them?
0: uh the first time I heard of them was when I saw them at Black Bear Lodge a few weeks. Oh, ago. right, that's
2: right. We talked about. Um.
0: Uh, but yeah, I'd love to get them on for an interview. So. Yeah.
2: Do you do you try and reach out to artists and stuff like that yourself?
0: Yeah, so not for GC Live, but for AAA, I try and scout Mm
1: -hmm. people
0: myself. Um, My first one, I scouted myself um, for AAA. It was that gig at the Rarewoods um, gig. uh, No, sorry. It was a different one. I can't even remember. They're all jumbled together. But (laughs) um, (laughs) a band from Melbourne reside... Shout oh, right. out to you guys, Reside yeah, I've heard um, reside. Yeah, they played And when they finished And the little break I went to go get a drink at the bar And I saw Liam behind me And I was like, hey man Like, that was a really good show Like, um, you know I do music journalism Do you want to have an interview with us? And he's like, yeah, for sure Like, we'd love to So the next day I interviewed him And Dylan, the drummer mm-hmm. So that was pretty cool I I've never, like, scouted anyone before. So, now... Because with AAA, it's more freedom for me to actually reach out to people. Yeah. So...
2: When when you did do that interview, was that... That was in your own time? Was it a phone call? Or? Yeah,
0: it was in my own time. Um, I organised everything, like... But it was an in-person interview.
2: Ah, oh, okay. So, yeah.
0: which is what I prefer. Mm-hmm. Because, um... I think it's just easier to talk to people like in person and have it be a bit more casual
2: yeah no that that's very fair as well i was going to ask as uh, uh, as a follow-up to that yep. when you do ask uh musicians and artists and stuff if you want to do it uh how is that Feeling in your gut right before you ask them, <laughs> you know, like, um, do you feel that sort? Do you feel kind of anxious when you want to try and reach out and ask these people and and like see if they want to do it, sort of thing?
0: Um, actually, no,
2: no, okay. Um,
0: surprisingly, no. Um, I just go for it. Like, the worst I can say is no, like we're busy or whatever. So, yeah, it's it's fine. Yeah,
2: yeah, okay, no, p- perfect. I mean, because yeah, like some. Anyone or in general, like, can just have that sort of uh, not. I wouldn't say pressure, but just like that. You know, is is it worth me asking? You know, like, do I feel like (laughs) they're going to respect what I do or say and stuff? And especially being fresh and new to the industry and wanting to be more into it, it can be quite hard to uh, get a hold of people and and get yourself a foot in the door. Yeah, you know, and I'd find I can find that can be sort of probably what would be the hardest thing for uh, especially emerging artists and, and and reviewers and and all that sort of stuff to, yeah. to have um and especially when you're just starting from scratch too like <laughs> you've just got to be like hey i've just started yeah <laughs> you want to you want to be my first like shit yeah um have you had any worst case scenarios uh scenarios sorry so far with with interviewing anyone
0: uh luckily no mm-hmm. um I know it's coming though. Like, yeah. <laughs> I know some something's gonna happen, but you kind of just have to be prepared for it. Like, it's gonna happen. Yeah, it happens to the best of us.
2: That's that's absolutely so. fair. Yeah, I mean, not everybody has a, <laughs> not everyone has a perfect day. Not everyone has exactly. a perfect recording. I'm I'm guilty of it as well. For doing this, um, there's it's not so much that I'm, I'm always interested in wanting to do this like there's yeah. there's never there's never a day where I'm just kind of like uh, it's a fucking waste of time or anything like that it's just more so your mindset or how you've been traveling that day yeah. or just little things here and there that can just set you off and just make you feel a certain way yeah and definitely that
0: can, depends yeah, <laughs> on the day.
2: and you could it could easily derail uh, a, a perfectly good conversation or just like yeah. right <laughs> leading into it something shit could happen and you're just like fuck great timing thank yes. you yes <laughs> yeah so I mean perfect that's that's what you want though like yeah. n- no no bad stories <laughs> Fingers crossed. yeah, yeah. yes knock yeah, wood. Knock. um so what's what's been your favorite one today
0: my favorite, like all time uh, all time or
2: <laughs> just recently, or just
0: um got, I had a chat to um Dylan from Tiny Moving Parts,
2: okay, I haven't heard of those guys before
0: uh, they're from Minnesota, oh in, cool in America, small town, but yeah, they're like a punk kind of emo band, which I've been listening to for years yeah. since I was you know pre teen, but um that was just like a really easy interview. Like, most of my interviews I do, they're quite, you know, they don't feel forced or anything, like I said, but mm-hmm. this one just felt like the most natural, you know, I didn't really read off my base questions. I let it flow a lot easier. Yeah. So and also that was just really cool because it's one of my favourite bands <laughs> yeah oh, and, and it, that
2: makes that makes it a whole lot easier too When especially someone that uh, has uh, influenced you in, in such a positive way as well you can't help but feel like stoked in some yes. way to be talking to them as well yeah absolutely yeah. and I mean did you if they're overseas and yeah again it's mm. very hard to keep the the, the flow going in, in, in interviews and conversations yes. <laughs> and stuff I know it's one thing that I've gradually gotten better at um, but there's always room for improvement always room um (laughs) was that a Skype interview that you would have had to do then I take it or um
0: no I haven't ever done any Skype interviews they've only ever been just over the phone okay so yeah it can be a bit tricky like a lot of them we have to like move around a lot because of the time differences yeah time
2: difference is always a killer for the like internationals and stuff like that yeah (laughs) because so what you would have that would have been a pretty expensive phone call then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> if you do, if you're doing it, uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so sometimes it, it, you can still get away with doing it uh, over the phone and stuff like that. So yeah,
0: that's the most like common yeah. way I do them. Yeah.
2: Okay. Um, so. You had also done one with I can't remember who it was, but you did an interview with Diarter's Murder as well. Oh no, uh, I reviewed that. Oh, sorry, you reviewed them. Was yeah. it there? Was did you also do Justice for the Dam? Is that is that another one that I'm thinking of, or was that another
0: yeah, review? Yeah, that gig was Diarter's Murder, Justice for the Dam.
2: Right, yeah. With a, right, that was a yeah. th- that was a three day tour or whatever it was. Uh, they played at the Zoo. Yes. The yeah. Zoo. Right. Um, how was that like how was the venue for for seeing those guys because I know they've I done a bit of work at the zoo recently as well
0: yeah I think the zoo was like a really good venue for it like it's pretty spacious yeah and the sound is pretty I'm
2: I'm becoming more of a fan of the zoo setup as well because of that like they yeah. have a great stage and they have a really nice open area yeah in, in front of it too and then like you've st- are still on that same level like you know you're not yeah. far from the bar and there's um, places to sit uh, towards the back as well. So
1: Yeah, it's um, probably
0: one of my favourite venues in Brisbane at the moment.
2: Yeah, so yeah, I, I enjoy going to that one a lot as well. Yeah, I definitely I've, rate the zoo. Yeah, I, I'm keen to go see a show at Jolly Roger next whenever they have one there. Jolly That's, Roger's yeah.
0: really cool. Yeah, yeah, I went
2: to that one <laughs> just the other week and, yeah, it was really cool. I, just not, not nice little small bar as well. And I know that they they yes. do have... Uh, They have had bands play there and stuff as well And curious to see how Because again, very small (laughs) venue So um, that is what it is though, you know Um, (laughs) So uh, another thing I wanted to discuss about as well Probably one of the main aspects to is that you have uh, an initiative that you are taking on with uh, in conjunction with GC Live and the Australian uh Yeah,
0: Australian Music T-shirt Day yes. and um the Charity Support Act.
2: Yes, right. Um so could you elaborate a little bit more on what that causes for?
0: Yeah, so um Support Act uh people that support people in the music industry and people who are artists who are struggling mentally and physically um, providing support and financial aid and stuff like that. And they put on Australian Music T-shirt day to
1: mm-hmm.
0: get that mu- that message out there. And so, like, this year I, I'm doing an article about um, mental health in the music industry because it is so important especially nowadays and so i'm getting some local people from brisbane and gold coast some mm-hmm. musicians um on board to talk about it with me so i can add it to my article but yeah mental health is probably like one of the biggest things i'm passionate about mental health mm-hmm. advocacy um because like i've struggled with it a lot of people close to me have and it's just a really important cause for me i I worked for, um, when I lived in the Sunshine Coast last year, I worked for Headspace.
2: Okay, yeah. Yeah,
0: so, and I put on some music events there. So that's kind of what made me want to pursue something in the realm of music and mental health. Yeah. So, yeah, I just think it's super important. And as a creative myself, I feel like creative people a more like emotional and feel things more deeply and it's not a bad thing but it's something that really needs to be talked about and remove the stigma behind you know reaching out and getting help
2: just just making it a normal conversation yeah you know? definitely and there are i mean s- statistics don't often lie to us that often i mean <laughs> you know uh, but in this instance th- they're not lying like it's incredibly common to not even just you know you don't have to be diagnosed with it but you can go through the episodes you know Definitely. you can experience depressive episodes you can experience like like what is it something like one in three people experience anxiety like yeah. or something like that don't quote me i don't want to be <laughs> i don't want to be passing off fake news or anything but like yeah. it's it, it's so common and you know i i had myself um, a really dark time uh, probably about four yeah almost almost four years ago to the date um, little little longer than four years where I went through a really really bad time and uh, yeah shit got kind of real like real for me and you know I ended up seeing a, a GP and you know it that also does make the world a difference too is that if you have a good doctor, like yeah you know it's very yes. i know i understand it's very hard to find yourself a good gp nowadays as well like it that'll really actually is. listen to you sort of thing and and like take on board without just thinking you're a number and pushing you out the door um i had one of those doctors a couple of weeks ago and holy shit i was so mad about it, it just again that's a different top different topic <laughs> um but if if i didn't have uh if I didn't have those avenues for me as well, like, I could be in a completely different situation. You know, I, I may not have even been here. Like, that yeah. was to the extent of how how it was. And if I hadn't have gone and just, you know, like, let my guard down in that sense, I wouldn't have got myself diagnosed with depression and GAD or generalised anxiety disorder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I wouldn't have been able to take the necessary steps after that in order to deal with it and well not so much deal with it but just understand it more and know that it's like you said it's it it's a stigma like and yes. people feel very uncomfortable opening about their feelings and, and and especially more in blokes and stuff i know because mm. that whole we're tough we do this you bottle it up and just stop being a fuckwit honestly like yeah. you know like it, it's you you're not gonna be. No one's gonna think of you any differently if you're like, "Shit, I'm having a hard day," or like, "I'm in a really bad headspace right now," exactly. because everybody is, and the world is really crappy right now. You know, yeah. like in, in yeah. a in a lot of things. And and I suppose if you if you do want to kind of know what the world like, if you're not living in the bubble, like, and you want to know what the world's what's happening in the world around you, it's pretty sad. It's pretty grim, you know. And the yeah, only way to. Uh, be open about it more is to just sort of just let that let that feeling go of thinking that you're weak that's that's Mm -hmm. the biggest thing that was how I felt you know like I felt weak and I felt like I was I wasn't uh, I felt like it was more of a burden than anything yeah
0: similarly I went through a pretty dark time a few years ago as well and it it took like so much like of me to actually say hey like I, I need to talk to someone, like, mm. I'm st- really struggling here. Yeah. And because, yeah, it just wasn't really as normal to talk about these kinds of things, even with friends and mm. family. So it's, yeah, it's really hard to actually say, hey, like, I need help. But once you do, it's it feels like a weight has been lifted off your shoulders.
2: It it really does. And there's... there's there are certain instances where you can get yourself onto like healthcare plans or whatever they are and stuff like that. And you can get yourself into seeing a shrink and stuff like that. And mm. that's another big thing too. It's like, <laughs> I quite openly will tell someone go see a shrink or like I see a shrink. <laughs> I do, yeah. but there's, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, you know? exactly. Be, uh, I've been seeing him for over four years now as well. His name's Scott. He's the maddest motherfucker <laughs> out there. And he looks like your typical, like, 30 forty year old I haven't even asked how old he is, but I felt that was rude, but off topic, but like he just looks like that typical guy that works at a desk, glasses a little bit on the more on the bigger side, but yes. like not un- unhealthy or anything, but just like he looks like that just that typical desk job dude. Mm. and we bonded really quickly because uh, he, one of his favorite bands when he he was growing up was slayer. And oh no way yeah yeah and then from then on i was just like oh fuck this is perfect so we, <laughs> we immediately started bonding over that and then it, it just became very easy for me to uh talk about just day-to-day stuff like why am i feeling like this why did i get angry about that i'm feeling really shit in this instance like you know something didn't go right my way uh, um you know how can i deal with the these these pits that you can get yourself into that Mm. find yourself quite hard to get out of and it's not saying that uh having a shrink or having you know the that that sort of um uh having that exposure to to get into that sort of thing helps so much like because you still do get it doesn't matter how much you try you still do get bad days and but as you know you have those coping mechanisms there because you've been able to open up and talk about these things and not have it feel like it's a a burden like because yeah yeah, like i said before the burden is the biggest feeling that people get that i've that i've that i've gotten from like people that i know and stuff and talk to them about it like that's what they feel like they're like i just I didn't really want to feel like talking about it or like oh I, I thought you might have felt like I'm a, a sook or like yeah like who cares like <laughs> like obviously there it, it, it's something that is instilled over time to them but if you just sort of just relax a little bit and know that you're not it's it's not just you and that there are so many people out there that will relate to you and will say the same thing like it's okay and more uh more ventures like uh the, the Aussie shirt uh, yeah. ex- uh with GC and stuff like that that's great i love seeing more more stuff like that i have my shirts that i that i've done through serenity and brutality and tnc where mm. once they're all gone anyway um a certain percentage of those shirts i'm going i'm donating to beyond blue uh yeah, like fantastic. Th- th- the money because that that organization I used a bit, especially around that peak time mm-hmm. of when I was going through my shit and th- it helped me a lot. It, it it really did help me a lot with being able to understand uh, certain triggers. Triggers yeah. are the big things, you know, like even uh, it, it can take just the most minute thing and that can just set your whole mood yeah. off as well. I have the joy of uh, feeling anxious a lot in public in in certain mm. things and you you couple that with the the stress and the high <laughs> high blood pressure of that <laughs> oh and god yeah and then like the low moods and stuff as well you can you can find yourself in a hole mentally more than anything for a few days sometimes yeah. and it takes a bit to get out of
0: yeah going back to the finding a good gp mm. it it is so important to find a good GP. because in my case, I was misdiagnosed for five, six years. Mm-hmm. So through that time, I wasn't being treated and medicated properly. That's why, yeah, a lot of the time it had been going downhill too often. Yeah, so it's really important to get a good GP., or if you see a therapist or a mm. psychologist to really you know hit the nail on the head, really get to the bottom. <laughs> what's going on so you can actually benefit from the services
2: yeah that's right and another one is that when people feel like that they have to get themselves like medicated in order to keep like again another thing I take antidepressants but I know I need to (laughs) you (laughs) know and that's fine like and and I don't care how anyone else is going to perceive me from in that way if I'm honest about it because I'm not going to take it bad i know why i take it it's because i don't want to have really sad days and i want to have i want to have that extra method of coping you know but it also took me a very long time to find well i wouldn't say it took me a long time but i mean when you have to change between medications and stuff like that you have to give yourself time to wean off and then wean on to them for them to work so the time it takes uh to see how one affects you that's the long part but say like I'd, yeah. I'd gone through three different types of medications and one was first one was sertraline the second one was metazapine and then the third one that I'm on now is venlafaxine yes you know, it I
0: was the same and it took it took months mm. and because I get all the like side effects yeah. of all the medication so you're like quite sick yeah. as well yeah. and yeah it's just it's a long
2: <laughs> yeah it is it, it take,
0: is it feels like forever
2: it does uh, uh sertraline gave me rls i don't know how but like wow. i couldn't sleep of a night and my joints and stuff were just achy and sore and i couldn't stop fidgeting so yeah. I, eventually, uh, I eventually had to transition on to something else which i ended up going on to metazapine excuse me um and that one ended up making me feel like a zombie, like i couldn't feel any emotions yeah I, I felt like a an empath or whatever the term is. like I just could not I, I couldn't show any of that empathy that I used to, and I just thought this is fucking weird yeah. i don't know if I like this or not, and then having to uh, swap over to the next one, mm-hmm. really bad time going between going between those two, but now the one that I'm on at the moment. I never really got too many side effects from it, but it's if I miss, if I forget to take one early in the morning, Mm. if I, that's the thing. If I forget to take one of that day, by the end of the day, I'll start getting really like dizzy. And then I'll start feeling like my mood, I can feel it kind of jumping up and down really quickly. And I'm like, oh shit, did I take my pill today? Yeah. Fuck, I (laughs) didn't. All right, let's go and get that sorted, you know? And it's that sort of thing, like just talking about it and being more open. About it, like like I said earlier, like I don't, I'm, I have no issues talking about this because I've already spent the last four years trying to keep myself mm-hmm. in that happy, like not happy place, but like getting myself there, you know. Yes. And it's it's that's the biggest battle. And uh, what's stuff like this, uh, being able to, especially like, like you said before, especially like the creative people and just uh, musicians and anyone that's in that sort of creative industry, wear your heart in your sleeves like because oh, yeah, you know big time. you are putting your creativity and your feelings out there for the world to judge essentially Yeah. you know like uh, with any musician and them writing their lyrics and stuff is, uh, it's it's a big it's a big step because then then you're worried about oh what are people going to think of me are they going to like my stuff you know and you know when especially when say big bands change their sound and then mm. a whole cohort of their fan base are like, "Your shit. This sounds crap." Can you imagine how like say if you were that person, then you just had yeah. all these people saying that, like that would be pretty. I would
0: take pretty that pretty like to heart. Exactly,
2: <laughs> you know. So uh, m- movements and and stuff like that, and breaking down that stigma, I think. And I will always uh, I'll always put it in a good light, but it. It, it's great to see, and I love that stuff. And the more yeah. that we do it, the less the less we're going to feel like it's a it, it's a burden on everyone else, you know. Yeah. And you know, it, it's it's good to see that you yourself is is very involved in wanting that to be uh, out there too. Um, yeah, I, I, I absolutely want to be a part of it as well, so I'm I'm keen on that too. Um, is there? is there more to it than just like what else is there that entails with with this um I'm trying to think of the, what it's called uh, the australia the the music shirt uh i'm drawing a blank on what it's called again sorry
0: <laughs> australian music t-shirt day.
2: australian music t-shirt day is there so I- explain a little bit more like uh, so the artists or musicians or something will... Do you have, like, a questionnaire thing or something that they ask? Yes, yeah, so
0: what I'm doing, um, I've got a few people on board so far, so I'm doing a few in-person interviews just mm-hmm. to have, like, a chat about, you know, music and mental health. Mm-hmm. And then I have a few people who are. I'm emailing some questions to. So I'll be writing, like, an article and then including... Um, tidbits of um, what they've said throughout my article. Oh so right like quotes yeah. like particular quotes of so what it is. So yeah. it won't be just a stack of questions all um, next to each other so they'll be squeezed between an article through the article yeah.
2: yeah. And so you've had a pretty good uh, response to it as well you were saying that you've already got a few people yeah, lined up. Yeah
0: definitely um, I have about seven people right now but I'm hoping to get a few more by the end of next week. So, mm-hmm. yeah, if any Brisbane Gold Coast bands or people who work in the music industry yep. wants to have a little chat about mental health in the music industry, I'd love to have a chat.
2: Hell yeah, get yeah. on it. Absolutely get on it. Hit me up. Um, when, when it comes to this sort of uh, mental health aspect of stuff as well, now we obviously know that uh, there is obviously a lot of that uh, worry about being criticised and like putting your artwork out there and stuff like that and getting it judged and, and all that do you find a lot of the outside world in particular can creep in and make that just as just as hard to focus on as well like obviously you've got one aspect of putting your personal stuff out there but also what's happening around you in the world do you find that to be quite a big deal like as well like for what you do
0: yeah, definitely. Yeah. Like, I think it's part of, like, every day for me. Like, the the outside world is always creeping in, mm-hmm. you know, but I try to keep myself as busy as I can Yeah. so that I don't have to think about that so much. Yep. I'd rather focus on myself and what I'm putting out there
1: mm-hmm.
0: and the people around me. So I'm trying, trying to keep the outside yeah, no. <laughs> world as you, you, know, as you away. would. Because
2: yeah, we said it earlier. Like it's a fucking cruel world out there at the moment, you know. It really so is. Do, do you do you find the industry, the music industry now? Does it does it lack the? Is it lacking in pushing towards this sort of stuff, or do you feel like it's uh, going pretty well? Or I
0: don't think it's lacking so much, but I definitely feel like there could be more.
2: There could be more.
0: I feel like it's going the right direction. Yeah. Now but yeah definitely because be
2: you do i mean it's it's it with bigger bands the like i just saw a thing the other day of uh a post from dz death rays or something it might have even been today or yesterday um shit people in crowds and stuff like that like it can completely ruin a show for a lot of for a lot of people that are yeah. there and especially the bands when they find out about certain stuff like that happening and have it still happening when you have to deal with shitheads not being respectful of yeah the big problem yeah exactly and excuse me sorry um do you yourself have any sort of idea on how they can maybe help make that better in terms of dealing with it like when you have the minority making it worse for everyone else sort of thing
0: Mm.
2: i know that's kind of a it's kind of a hard one (laughs) yeah
0: tricky question um i'm not sure exactly but just bringing more awareness. Yeah, I think is big one awareness.
2: Okay, no, I, I I totally understand that as well because, yeah, you you know what people can be like, and <laughs> so they'll use fucking any excuse. Yeah. Um, so, are there any other avenues or uh, ventures that you've got going at the moment that you want to share a bit of light on?
0: Um, this is pretty much just the focus of what I'm doing right now. Yeah. I'm just really focusing on writing and, you know, breaching out networking a lot. So
2: Networking's fun, isn't it?
0: Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, I know. It's good, isn't it? Yeah. No, well I've I'm glad to see, especially with the Australian music T shirt day, that, that that's a really cool idea. Yeah. And you know, uh someone's favorite band, uh being able to give your own sort of uh, advice or two cents about how you, you know, how you cope with things, uh, day to day life and stuff like that. And especially in this, I know a lot of people will say music
1: you <laughs> know,
2: and, and obviously like music t-shirt day. So it, it's probably one of the best ones I know of. Like, cause I've, I've got friends who, who listen to music, but are not involved in it in any way, sort of like this, you yeah. know, they'll just listen to it on the radio and stuff like that. Yeah. Like as an example, um, but I can guarantee you, if I asked them how they're doing that day, and I was like, "Hey, tell me how sad are you," or something like that, they'd be like, "Fuck off! I don't want to talk to you about how I'm feeling and stuff like yeah. that." You know, like it's it's a weird it's a weird thing, it's a weird dynamic. Um, whereas, say like for you, for example, from tonight, mm-hmm. you, you're amongst the, the the music industry and like very open and honest about talking about it. You know, yeah. So it's it. There's still there's still work to go with, I suppose those uh with with that other group of people like the ones that aren't as yes. as open to it but like you said i think that it is getting better um it's a it, it but it is something that is going to take time you know because you've got to change that mentality um yeah. and that's probably the biggest hurdle i think that you know you get stuck in your old ways and it's so hard to break that because you just think that in, in your head you're right like you know you know you better than you <laughs> but it's that's sometimes a lie <laughs> you know <Yeah>. like uh, <laughs> i i was in that i was in that same in that same category you know so i'm i'm really glad that you are helping and and gc as well are really yeah. uh pushing forward with this and i i, I am absolutely 110 percent behind it and i'm really stoked with how how so far like the last half of this year in particular is going so well for you too yeah and crazy I, and, yeah and <laughs> I, I do hope that it only gets better for you, Thank and I you. and I do hope that your head stays on a swivel as well, yeah. like, <laughs> you know, um, in in the best term possible. Um, but yeah, no, I really appreciate you coming on as well and having a chat. And yeah,
0: thanks heaps. Yeah. It's been a bit weird for me. I'm the interviewee I know, this time. I said <laughs> I said,
2: I, said um, I was talking about the same thing with V last time as well. Yeah, it was it was nice to be on the opposite end for a change so yeah you know <laughs> good times um so we have one more song i believe we're going to play and it is a international and it is uh trail of lies yeah hardcore we've got. band yeah yeah and the song is called fear fearless fearless sorry yeah. um can you tell me a little bit I, I haven't heard of them before as well so can you tell me a little bit about those guys before we uh pack her in
0: yeah, Trail of Lies, American Hardcore Band, been around for a while now, but um, they're some of the, I think, some of the best, like, hardcore acts yeah. out right now. I feel like they're pretty staple, staple yep. if you're into hardcore, punk right. hardcore, so.
2: I'm definitely going to give myself a, a, a listen to them then, because I love that sort of shit. Oh, definitely. Totally off topic, <laughs> but um, did you see the full lineup for Invasion Fest as well?
0: I did, and I'm absolutely spewing that I can't get there.
2: <laughs> Why can't you get there?
0: Money. Oh, yeah, true. Quite.
2: That's, yeah. <laughs> what a stupid question. <laughs> That's the, the the crux of most people's uh, lives these days. Yeah, no, I saw that as well. Like, I got... Oh, man, I pinged so hard when I saw that the Red Shore was reuniting oh, as well. Because right? the last time I saw them was 2010, and it was... I think it was their annihilation tour or something like that, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, they, they, I I always thought that their 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 last lineup before they called it quits was actually awesome because Chase Butler, the vocalist, used to yep. play in a band called Before the Throne.
1: Okay, um, yeah, and
2: they were like back in my my early getting into the music days they were my favorite they were my favorite just because i was an angsty little 16 year old who and they were all like nihilistic lyrics and like hating on god and their merch had like an upside down cross and shit like your gods are fake i loved all that and then when i heard that he joined red shore i was like this is the fucking best so i am weighing it up Mm -hmm. i'm thinking about it very heavily just just to go see them like yeah. ju- because unless they did like a full tour or something mm-hmm. like you know then I'd hold off but like yeah totally off topic sorry but like yeah. yeah I just know there's a bunch of cool bands on that as well like Crave Death and oh, uh, there yeah. uh, uh, another good brizzy band going down there as well and you've got Honest Crooks and Cage Existence and heaps of others and they've got a couple of overseas ones yeah Terror yeah. and they're doing a tour oh, backed off on that too I'm like, so
0: keen for that yeah that's gonna yeah. I
2: still, to Office this day, job. haven't seen Terry yet. I just know, like, they've been around for ages, and I used to have... There was one of their songs I used to play all the time that was a banger. Um, but I'd never gotten around to seeing them yet as well, so I'll be, I'm actually, yeah, quite keen. Even if yeah. I if I can't get to that, I'd at least want to try and see... Yeah, try and catch them as well. Um, you should try and interview them. That'd be sick. Oh, I'll yes, get on with it. I'll suss yeah, it. Fuck <laughs> yeah. All right, off topic, but we'll pack her in now. We're going to jam fearless by trail of lies thank you again so much for coming on and make sure my to
1: pleasure <laughs>
2: make sure to keep an eye on gc live and triple a backstage and watch for ash wallace she's going to be killing it for the rest of the year and i think she's thank going to be doing it even better in 2020 <laughs> no worries have a good night everyone guys take care
0: bye <laughs>